What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Big Dumb Monsters. Uh, today we're getting a little sci-fi-y, a little thrillery. Might be a little bit different uh, than what you're used to hearing from us. But we're going to be talking the 1978 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, this is a cool one. Um, bit of a genre mash, uh, but er everything seems to work really well in it. And we like it. Yeah, it's, um, we kind of say it's, I would say it's more of like a psychological thriller uh, than a straight up horror movie. Yep. But it's got the elements that we're looking for in, in, uh, in good entertainment, so. Yes. Um, so prepare for your anxiety and paranoia to go through the roof. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie yet, uh, but we, we highly recommend that you uh, check it out before you listen to us. Or uh, just check it out in general. Or just listen to us in general. You know, do what you yeah. want. I'm not here to tell you who We're you are. We're not your boss. Exactly. Uh, so hope you enjoy it. Invasion of the Body Snatchers on Big Dumb Monsters. Here's the show. Realize we never said our names, but I don't give a fuck. First time watching this movie. This is my second. I uh, you know I remember I, I really liked it the first time I watched it, so it was still kind of fresh. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was not expecting uh, Jeff Goldblum to be in it. <laughs> yeah, this is like got to be one of his first movies. This is nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, it's 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 uh pretty close to the front. Um. Yeah, I I, I like. You know, we're used to dealing with, like, kind of uh, overt monsters, like, you know, big, scary, like, monsters. And, like, this is very much the opposite of that. Like, you know, they're... Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do see, like, you know, a kind of creature, but for the most part, the monsters are just, you know, humans, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, these are not really humans. The like, The monster is more or less, like... The, this like alien pollen yeah i uh like you know having seen this movie and like kind of like some of the other like versions of it 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 never like dawned on me that the reason that they're like plant like pods is because the first thing they come in contact with when they land on earth is plants yeah yeah it's a pretty cool uh Pretty cool way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I that, like never, Instead I of... never like put those two together. Like, if it had landed on like something else, like if it landed on, like a bird, would we get like egg people with like these like feather pods and shit like that? Like, you know, I thought that was like pretty cool. Yeah, I, that would not be a very good way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plants are plants are much better. As I think part of it is because, because plants are so innocuous. Yeah, like you don't you don't really imagine like. Well, yeah, that's even like part of the whole the thing in the movie. Like they keep you. bringing these little flowers around, like. Oh, this flower looks yeah. like like that's how I think Elizabeth brings the first one into her house. And then like later on, like Jeff Goldblum like has one with him. And somebody's like, "Hey, like maybe you should put that down." Yeah. Yep. Um, but I I like even though we don't you know have that big scary monster like the paranoia like in this movie like is just through the roof and like I, that's what really creates the fear like. Especially as you get towards yeah, the end, like it just feels very claustrophobic, and like I was very, like, very like anxious, like watching this. Yeah, it's a thriller for yeah. sure. Um, yeah the the uh, the paranoia, the all that stuff. Like I think that would probably go back to like the original being from the fifties. It's probably like you know McCarthyism mm. and like the Red Scare, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, even, like, when I was watching this, I, I, like, I was having, like, flashbacks, like, to high school of, like, you know, you you have, like, a group of friends, and you're all kind of, like, into the same type of, like, music and stuff. Like, you know, friends are into, like, rock and punk and stuff like that. And then, like, one day out of nowhere, like, somebody'd show up in, like, a tie-dye shirt. 
and be like, hey, you know, Dave Matthews isn't, you know, that bad. Like, hey, what the fuck happened to you, man? Like, yeah, who are yeah, you? What, what the hell? <laughs> like that fear of like conformity, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> That's uh, it's a pretty cool movie. Like I've, I I think I've seen a a few movies like definitely inspired by this and the original. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I I never took the plunge and watched, you know, the the actual invasion of the body snatchers. I I'm uh, I'm just at the beginning and Elizabeth is on the phone talking to um, oh, what's Donald Sutherland's name? I forget. Uh, Matthew Bale. Matthew, yeah, yeah, and like I, I also feel like this movie was. Um, I feel like sometimes in movies, like they're they're trying to show off like the you know the the peak of technology, like during the day. So like you're in Elizabeth's yeah. apartment, you have her her uh, her husband or boyfriend there, who's listening to like wireless headphones while watching TV. Like I'm sure that was like oh, yeah, product yeah. placement. And then yeah, probably. when she's on the phone with Matthew, like there's a there's a specific shot of her hanging up the phone and then the phone cord like retracting back into the wall. Like, like, ooh, <laughs> like that's another like, you know, ooh, let's sell some of those things while we're at it, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, 1978's fucking Yeah, yeah. all the best technology 1978 had to offer. I'm watching this again. Uh I just started it and I just noticed that the the uh, reverend on the swing. Yes. Did you Did you see who yes, that was? Yes. Yeah. That, that would. I was sure that was going to come up uh, later on, either in the trivia or the uh, the better known as. But yeah, it's it's Robert Duvall for like five seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> he had to have been in in big movies before this. Uh, yeah. This yes. Is, he was in the Godfather. Yeah, the Godfather's before sake. this. Um. I'll, I'll actually drop that now. Uh, Robert Duvall, he previously worked with director Philip Kaufman. Um, and yeah. he just happened to be in San Francisco when they were filming this movie. So he just, you know, decided to stop by and shoot a scene for free, basically. Oh, yeah. No um, uh, Philip, Philip Kaufman it's good said to have that friends, he, I guess. He paid him with an Eddie Bauer jacket. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he is very odd in that scene. Like, he's just kind of like staring. And I. It, the implication is that he's like, you know, one of the first pod people. Uh, and that's kind of like confirmed in this also. Uh, it says he plays a crazy priest on the swing. It is supposed to foreshadow the pod person. Uh, I have never seen this following word in my life. Uh, this is uh, supposed to foreshadow the pod person. Anomi, A-N-O-M-I-E. And alienation, we feel later in the movie. Yeah, I don't Weird. know if that's supposed to be animus. Or something along that lines, but uh, that might be a typo. Anomaly, maybe. I, I don't know. A N O M I. They're trying to. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, okay. that, that that's We're how dumb. we get Robert. Or not Robert. I was about to say Robert De Niro. Robert Duvall, uh, in the fleetingest of cameos in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it would be too soon for him to be. Well, I guess they don't really set up a timeline. But it, it feels like that scene happened, like, the same day or the day after those things came to Earth. Yeah, yeah. If you, um, if you look at the, like, the, one of the newspapers, it's right when, right at the beginning, Matthew was, like, cutting out clips. And one of the headlines yeah. is, like, you know, mysterious webs, like, blanket, you know, the city or, like, blanket the countryside or something. Uh, and, like, yeah. you know, it, that's supposed to be, like, another, like, okay, it's already started. These things are there already. Um, oh, yeah. there's a lot of shit going on in, like in the background of this movie like you know um, some of them you know kind of more obvious than others like you have the recurring shot of the garbage trucks like just constantly going through the city like almost every yeah. scene is punctuated with like a garbage truck with a bunch of husks in the back like kind of scooping up more um, yeah yeah it's like they're they're it's like they're cleaning up after themselves yeah yeah, yeah. but you can like you start to see like more and more, you know, as the as the movie like progresses more and more, like in the background, who has been turned and who's still like a normal person. Um, you can yeah. see, you know, like there's the scene. Um, you're at the party at David uh, David Nimoy, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, they're at his ha- or his bookstore or whatever for his, his, the launch of his book. And they're yeah. kind of like panning around the party at one point. I think it's when that woman's kind of going crazy. Um, and you see like some people are like looking like genuinely concerned. And then like there's just one dude in the background who just has this dead stare, like complete serious, like almost dead at the camera. Like, you know, just he, you can tell he's been turned. And you see more and more things like yeah. that, like in the background of the uh, of all the shots. Yeah, uh, they also they also kind of play on that in the very beginning of the movie, where um, where Matthew is basically tearing through that restaurant. All of the line cooks are are just like dead eyes staring at him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he, when he finds the rat but, turd in the uh, in the soup or whatever, <laughs> the calf brains. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not, like, you get the sense that they're not turned or anything like that. They're just being shitty to mm-hmm. him, but they set the precedent that people are just going to stare. Yeah. Or, and, and show, like, no emotion or um, whatever. Oh. To kind of set that confusion between, like, who's a real person, who's a pod person. Yeah, 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 that, okay, I, yeah, I got you, I got you. Um, I'm also yeah. in the, the very beginning where Elizabeth is in, like, city hall there or whatever and there's also like a few people sprinkled about who you can just tell are turned there's like a nurse like mm-hmm. with a cart who's just standing like staring dead-eyed like there's a couple people standing in line doing the same thing yeah that's the that's the kind of stuff that you, you really only find on your, your second or third view yeah yeah because you're so engrossed with the story the first time you're not paying attention to that small stuff but there's a there's a ton yeah. of stuff like that in this movie even down to um the like the noise, uh, you know, in the beginning of the movie, you have a lot of ambient noise, like crickets and birds and stuff like that. And then as the movie like goes on, that stuff just slowly disappears. And then the, I I was reading at the end of the movie, the only like ambient noises that you hear are sirens and garbage trucks. So like you know, it, it, clearly they've completely taken over, and the only things still like moving about are you know the police who are they're they're using to control and like round up the last of the people, and then the garbage trucks who yeah. we were using to clean up all the husks and shit. Oh, yeah, I just saw, I just found the, uh, the clip where the phone cord retracts into the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that had, like, somebody paid to put that in there, like, hey, like, show this off, we gotta sell these, like, you know, wall units. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking wild. Ugh. <sighs> Damn. Okay, so I do have a, a complaint about this movie. Okay, I, I, I have one also, and I'm wondering if it's going to be the same thing. So go ahead. This movie is about 20 minutes too fucking oh, long. Oh, I actually have two complaints. Then yeah, you are 100 <laughs> percent right about that. This movie should be like an hour 35, hour 40 tops. I feel yeah. like the end, the, the end of the movie is about 40 minutes long, and it does not need to be that long. No, Act Three is huge in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was thinking that last night because I was like starting to nod off, um, and not because I didn't like the movie. I was just very tired. Uh, I wasn't really like nodding off, but I was getting restless. Yeah, I kept like forcibly like removing myself from looking at my phone. Like I, like oh fuck, I'm looking at my phone again. Like, yeah, I put my phone down. Uh huh. <laughs> um, and it's and then none of it is bad. It just. It's just like there's unnecessary exposition. Yeah, it's all about, at the point like, where like survival we get it. They've taken know? over. Like I don't need to be shown more. Like get to the resolution a little bit quicker. Yeah. Uh, my other gripe was the like as kind of like shocking as it was in the moment, the dog with the human face. Like that's never like so dumb. Yeah, that's never kind of explained. Yeah. <laughs> Like, all right, like, if we can get, like, yeah, cross hybrids like that, like, cool, but, like, explain to me how we got there. Like, we saw the dog, and, like, we saw the homeless guy. Like, how did you guys mix them like that? Yeah, or, you know, show a few more to to, to give us the feeling like that's not uncommon. Yeah, yeah. That, I, like, I could have used a little bit more on that. It it also didn't look very good. Yeah, it was clearly a dog with a like a shitty Halloween mask on his face. <laughs> <laughs> like you even see like the dog come out of like, excuse me, whoops, 
the dog tongue come out of the mask at one point. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the garbage truck. First of Yeah. Many. Just I mean this this could be garbage truck the movie. <laughs> if you really <laughs> Yeah, I mean really the the alien's most impressive feat is their uh command of like, you know, sanitation engineering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a good movie. Like, it's not, it's not like overly shocking. Yeah, it's not like gory not horror. Like, yeah, no, no, no. It's just, it's. I don't want to say it's cerebral because it's really not, but it it plays on like the feel, the feeling of paranoia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a party movie. It's not like a movie you can put on like and watch with a bunch of people like you could like a slasher movie or something like that. It's something you yeah. gotta kind of sit with and kind of like you know you do have to think about it a bit you know. Yeah, I mean it's and it's not even like a slow burn, because I mean it, things are always happening and it's always it's always getting you to that next step of the the um, the escalation, but sometimes it just doesn't kind of pay off. Yeah. So that's that's where it, like it, it feels like a slow burn because like some stuff isn't as effective as I think they wanted it to be. Yeah. Um also also Donald Sutherland is doing the best John Holmes impression in this movie. <laughs> now that you pointed that out, that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's our first shot of the, the dude, of the homeless dude and the dog. Why? Just why did it happen? Just tell me why it happened. And I, you know, it's not that I don't accept that you can make the hybrid. Just get me there. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the only thing I can think of is like if they were sleeping next to each other and then the, the vine plant thing crawled over both of them at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then why was it more dog than man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why only the face? Why didn't we get like a like a centaur like type of deal with like like, a, like or like a yeah, werewolf? Like just how shitty would that be if you were like a centaur with like a human <laughs> top half and then a dog bottom half that like it's like a yeah, little dog like couldn't that support too. the top half of the body. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a mastiff. <laughs> um, the another thing that kind of took me out of the movie like was the um. The mud bath, like that Jeff Goldblum and his wife owned, like yeah, it was <laughs> like that is just something out of nowhere. Yeah, like I like oh you know we, that's something we don't have now, probably for a very good reason. Like it's just a stew of like mud and like people soaking <laughs> their balls and asshole in it all day. Like, oh, how much of that mud was diarrhea? Yeah. Well, he even says, like, you know, a guy died in here once. We lost him. Like, he had a heart attack and slipped in. Well, you know, yeah. scientifically speaking, do you know what the first thing that guy did after he died was? <laughs> Shit and pissed into the mud. Yeah. Like, <laughs> gross. Yeah. And you know, they didn't change yeah, that. that yeah. Mud. Like, there's no mud funnel, like, you know, scooping it out or, like, you know, replacing it with more new mud. Like, no, I'm pretty sure, like, that fucking toxic stew has just been there for a long ass time. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's good for your oh. skin. Oh. Mm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just I mean, I had a really good time watching this movie because it like it sets a, a mood. Yeah. And you know, like that whole the high tension um not the French film high tension, but <laughs> the high tension that this movie sets is very effective yeah. when it's effective. Yeah, it's very good at getting into your into your brain and like like I said, playing off the paranoia and like the fear. Yeah. Especially like not to to spoil it, like if you haven't seen this movie, why are you listening to this <laughs> show? But at the end, the very end of this movie so good like that twist was so yeah. good and like i didn't i didn't see that coming yeah, at all you're, you're thinking like oh you know something you because know, even up to the like, right before that you know you see the hero 
uh, you know, Donald Sutherland, and he's like, you can tell he's like, he's like, he's trying to infiltrate, like, what's going on, you know, and then just, yeah. you know, he finally runs across, uh, what's, I, I forget all the characters' names, but it's uh, Jeff Goldblum's wife. Uh, and yeah, she's yeah, just expecting uh, like, oh, thank God, like it's you, and then just you hear Nancy. that fucking squeal, that like that screech. Yeah, where that that meme picture comes from <laughs> yeah. of uh, Donald Sutherland pointing with his with his mouth yeah. agape. Uh, yeah, the, the the aliens win in the end, pretty much. Yeah. Um, oh, this is something that like annoyed me. Well, it didn't annoy me, but like. I'm pretty sure, you know, it's one of those things that you can see the lines of the Matrix. Um, I'm pretty sure the whole reason that they have that scene in the beginning where, you know, the cooks, like, throw a bottle into Donald Sutherland's windshield. That has got to be, like, I'm 99% sure of this, like, a budgetary thing. I want to say they got that car probably, like, used from another movie where, like, somebody shot a hole through the the (laughs) windshield. Oh, they didn't want to pay exactly. Yeah, we've got this car. It's got a hole in the windshield. Uh, all right. Uh, the cooks threw a bottle through it. Like there's a perfectly round <laughs> bullet hole right through the center of the windshield. And, like I, I, I doubt yeah. that was caused by a bottle. No, I don't know that you can punch a hole in a windshield with a wine yeah. bottle. <laughs> like, uh, like just you know, knowing what I know about movies, I am almost positive that's why. Like that car looks like that. We had to save yeah. some money, like on the car. Uh, let's get yep. one second hand. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's rate this. Like on a scale, you know, we usually we've been doing like the horror scale and like the movie scale. For this one, like yeah. I don't think we can. I mean, you can't really. I mean, you can. No, I think I think we're just on one scale. Yeah. Here. Because there's not really, like, a horror element to it. Like, it's mostly paranoia and, like, just playing off your own kind of insecurities and fears, you know? There's no... Sure. Nothing, you know, overt. Like I said, like, there's no overt monster was the, the term I used earlier. Um, yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of the way this one rolls, is, like, the entire movie. And, it, like, this is... I don't want to say that our normal, like, movie fare is not cinema. But this is like classically presented cinema. Yeah, this is a you this know, is like, a movie movie, not like not just a horror movie. You know, it's it's a film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say like, um, it, I would say you know it is a little bit dry. So if you know you're kind of used to kind of like a you know a gory like slasher film, this is not going to be in your wheelhouse probably. Um. But I would say as a movie, I would give it like an eight. You know, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's it's really effective at getting into your mind, like when you're watching this movie. Like it's you know, like I said, I felt very anxious and just like on edge the whole time. Increasingly so yeah. towards the end of the movie. And like I that's why I, I, I really enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um yeah, I'd probably put it at like a solid seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's uh, very just, dated. Also, it's it's a seventies ass movie for sure. Oh yeah, it's mega seventies. <laughs> um, but I mean, like I can get past that. Like I watch, I watch movies from the seventies yeah. all the time. I watch, you know, I I'm cool with like black and white movies. Uh, that doesn't really do it for me. But it there's there's a lot of things in it that date it. Um, but it's it's good. It's it's quality cinema like it's a it's a it does what it intended yeah. to do like it, it sets that tone of paranoia you're scared um, but for different reasons than like you would be scared you know, like in a monster movie pretty much yeah and i'm not gonna say it's like uh i mean it's got a little bit of that hitchcock flavor but i think it's more along the lines of maybe like a twilight zone yeah yeah i could see that where it plays, it plays on the on the psyche, more than uh, actually being scared of like the monster. Um, but yeah, I, definitely a good movie. I you know highly recommend. Um, but I, I I will get you know cast that warning again. If you're if you're listening to us and you're you're kind of more into like you know horror and campy kind of like stuff like that, this is definitely not going to be for you. 
No, you'll you'll be bored to death. <laughs> or it could be a like a, a it's just a good gateway movie into that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, into yeah, into kind of like different you know different avenues of you know horror. I guess is how you can describe it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on to our next segment, the trivia. Not to bother you with trivia. There's a few scenes, I think this is kind of towards the end of the movie, definitely in Act 3, um, when Donald Sutherland, uh, Matthew and Elizabeth are kind of running away uh, from kind of hordes of, uh, of people. Uh, during one of those scenes, Donald Sutherland was hit by a Volkswagen Beetle. Um, he fell onto the windshield of the car and was able to see the driver saying, Oh God, not you. <laughs> um... Let's see, the Robert Duvall one was next, and we already mentioned that one. Uh, this I noticed during the movie, too. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Leonard Nimoy is wearing, like, on one of his hands, like a gambit glove, almost. Yeah. yeah. He's got, like, a leather, like, it, like a patch, kind of, and it goes over, like, one of his fingers. It's like this weird glove. Um, and the only reason he's wearing that, that, apparently, was just to make his character look a little bit more distinctive and recognizable. Uh, Leonard Nimoy got the idea from a friend who wore one of those to cover a burn on his hand. I guess, but I mean, like, the character is recognizable because you're fucking yeah. Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> yeah, the whole time I'm just like, why is Leonard Nimoy wearing this leather patch on his hand? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know he was into punk rock. <laughs> um... Uh, at one point, uh, towards the end of the movie, Donald Sutherland and Brooke Adams, uh, they get into a cab, uh, and the cab is driven by Don Siegel, who is the director of the original uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 50s. Um, both of the actors look pretty nervous uh, in the scene, uh, and then it's genuine uh, nervousness and fear, uh, because Don Siegel had lost much of his vision and was driving through the dark streets of San Francisco without his glasses on. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're gonna die. That's bad news. <laughs> yeah, I'd be afraid, too. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Um, Harry the Homeless Guy's banjo playing, uh, that was actually performed by Jerry Garcia. Uh, and the, yeah, this, Oh, this movie just all of a sudden yeah, got worse. I fucking hate the Grateful Dead, too. <laughs> um, the song that's being played uh, and sung is uh, Going Down the Road Feeling Bad, which is a regular tune played by the dead in live performances. Yeah. Great. No, I I put the Grateful Dead in the same category as, like, yep. Fish. Dave and, Matthews. And Moe. Dave yeah, Matthews. I, I don't get where it. Where it's that, like, hippie bullshit <laughs> rock. <laughs> And, you know, whatever. You like what you like, but I do not like that shit yeah. at all. I just, I don't get this music. I, 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 nope. Like, on paper, I should be it's down with the... this, I guess. Like, cultural-wise, like, you know, we're into a lot of the same stuff. It's just uh, the, it's just the jam element. Yeah. I, like, and I, I, I need, ugh. I need structure in things, basically, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the same reason why I don't like movies that are, like, weird for the sake of being weird. Like, no, I'm here for, like, a story. Like, I want to know what's going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. And there's, you know, there's, there's the element of art to all of it. But if it's just, if it's just, like, your, your abstractness coming through and, and none of the, none of yeah. the structure, it has yeah. no meaning. Like, you're just, Yeah. That's that's why Jackson Pollock paintings are stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, here we go. Moving on. Uh, enough with the art critic uh moment of the show. <laughs> uh among the sounds Ben Burt uh used for the pod growing scene, uh this anytime there's a pod growing, I noticed this. Uh there's a heartbeat. Um that sound it was an ultrasound he recorded on his pregnant wife. Um Oh, that's the, cool. the pod people's screams uh, are pig squeals. 
Uh, and then they mentioned the, the same thing I mentioned earlier with the sounds about the birds and the crickets kind of fading away uh, throughout the film. Yeah. Um, this kind of falls into both trivia and better known as, um, in maybe like the first half hour of the movie, uh, Matthew and Elizabeth are, are in a car and this kind of guy comes up and he's, he's just frazzled and he's banging on the window. He's screaming, you know, you're next, you're next, that they're coming, they're coming. Um, that's Kevin yep. McCarthy. Actually, just, I just got, I just got through oh, that. Oh, yeah, I, I passed a little while ago. Um, that's Kevin McCarthy, who was the star of the original uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, and the, that movie ends with him doing pretty much just that. Um, him kind of just running off and screaming, you know, they're, they're coming, they're coming. Um, so this, that, you know, because of that, it's kind of open for debate as to whether this is like a sequel or like a reboot of that original. Um, it's never really, ex you know, explicitly stated that he's the same character. Um, but it's, it's mm -hmm. the same actor and he's doing, you know, he's in the same kind of frantic state, uh, that, you know, he ended up in, in that movie. It feels more like homage yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Veronica Cartwright, who is Jeff Goldblum's, uh, wife. I keep, I keep referring to her as Jeff Goldblum's wife. I feel bad that I, I can't remember her character's yeah. name. Uh, uh, Nancy, uh, Nancy, 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 okay, Nancy. Um, now I lost the fact I was looking at it. Oh, uh, she also appeared in the movie The Invasion uh, in 2007, which is another uh, kind of retelling uh, of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think they've told this story at least three times. Uh, four, I believe. There's I mean, aside like one from in the, the 50s, original. There's this one. Uh, there was one in the 90s. And then uh, the invasion was number four. That was two thousand seven. Okay. And then there was a. I think it's all based on a book. Uh, yeah, I think it's the Body Snatchers. So that would be. So that'd be what yeah. five. Six six versions. Uh, let's see. Now we're now we're really getting into horror movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Retell it. Uh, at the beginning of the film, when the alien spores rain down, you can see them landing on the Trans America Pyramid in San Francisco. Uh, that is the headquarters of United <clears throat> Artists, uh, the company that produced this movie. Oh. Uh, let's see. Fancy um, uh, at one point, Donald Sutherland's uh, in a phone booth, uh, and a guy comes up and, and kind of bangs on the window trying to get in. Uh, that is the director, Philip Kaufman. I know that name, and I, I can assure you I've seen... Movies yeah, he's done. Made, he was a writer on a lot of movie, a lot of big movies, and a director on some uh, big movies also. I want to say he wrote at least one of the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm going uh, going over some of these and kind of just redos of earlier facts. Oh yeah, but I can't get over how good Donald Sutherland is in this movie, though. Like, yeah, yeah. I love like in the beginning. He's I mean, like, he's just, like abrasive kind of jerk. Like, he's like the health inspector, uh, and he still kind of manages to come across like you know throughout the movie as like a you kind of still identify with him. Yeah. Well, I think that's like because Donald Sutherland is such a good actor he's able to, like, get into the head of that character. So that character is actually, like, a good guy, but he has to be a hard-ass when, yeah, he when he's work. doing his job. So he's able to just, like, flip it. Uh, and Leonard Nimoy is pretty much just playing Leonard yeah. Nimoy. Jeff Goldblum is always just Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Although I will say he's, uh, he's, like, he's, he's, he's least, like, Goldblumy in this movie, where he's, like, Kind of like, oh, 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 you know, doing this thing where, oh, I'm talking about this. and Yeah. Uh, he's just more of like, he's still like rambling, but he's more doing it like angrily, like, you know. Yeah, it's just kind of a yeah. different tone. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have his mannerisms perfected <laughs> at this point. Uh, in the scene towards the end, when Donald Sutherland is uh, dropping the lights on the, the pod factory, trying to set it on fire. Um, he did all of his own stunts during that, uh, did that whole thing without any harnesses or nets, 
uh, and apparently was almost roasted by a fireball. Uh, he just got out of the way. Uh, however, an extra missed his cue and was seriously injured from the explosion. Yeah, ouch. That's a bummer. Uh, and then the last one here. Yeah, oh, I don't sorry, know man. when. I don't know when they start. Yeah, I don't know when they started. Uh, really, like uh, locking down on like the actual actors can't do all these stunts. I want to <clears> say <throat> it was after the Twilight Zone I... movie. After oh, yeah, John wait. Landis uh, <laughs> involuntarily manslaughtered a few people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I know, like, now, unless the, uh, unless the star gets, like, a ton of training, they're not allowed to do a lot of their own stunts yeah. anymore. Like, I don't know how the fuck they let Tom Cruise do his own stunts still. Like, they have to have, like, the most insurance on the planet, like, to allow him to do that, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they probably also, he, like, he probably ham fists it into his contracts and yeah. stuff. And, <clears throat> All right, the last uh, bit of trivia I have here. This is actually a good one. Uh, we were talking about the ending a few minutes ago. Um, only Philip Kaufman, W.D. Richter, and Donald Sutherland knew how the film was going to end. Uh, Veronica Cartwright was not told that Donald Sutherland uh, would have been turned. Um, so when they filmed that scene, her reacting to him, you know, giving her the screech, that's genuine, like, shock and yeah. kind of, you know, uh, terror. Um, the original script actually had like a, uh, had a, more of a closer to the original ending, which is, you know, they see each other and they both kind of give each other like a, like a knowing nod kind of implying that, you know, they're working like from the inside, you know, kinda, to kind of fight these things. Um, and that's yeah. what she was expecting. So she did not know that that's how it was going to end. That's yeah. fantastic. He wouldn't even shoot that ending. It says, uh, just so the studio, uh, wouldn't re-edit it on him, you know, without his knowledge. Oh, yeah. Clever girl. <laughs> uh, and that's all I got for the trivia. That's it? Lightly. Yeah, like I, I, we, I said this before we started filming. I was expecting, like, way more trivia for this movie. This is, like, this is, movie has a pretty big, like, cult following, and then, yeah, uh, I was kind of yeah. let down. But there were a few, a uh, few good that's items in there. I want... I want a Belichick mud bath t-shirt. <laughs> I think that's what I want. Balls and asshole stew, twenty-four-seven. <laughs> Nasty. I bet you I can find one too. I can find anything. To the, on the internet. internet. <laughs> Let's see. All right, so now we're gonna move ourselves on to better known as and. There are some major stars in this movie. Um, we're going to start with Don Sutherland because he's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, so he's not better known for being in this movie, but I had to put it on here because it's a Misfits song. He was in a movie called Die, Die, My Darling. All right. And anytime you have a movie that the Misfits based one of their songs on, I'm going to put it on uh, this This list. is not the first movie that's happened uh, that we watched where that's happened. No, it was uh yeah. Pumpkinhead. Um but then he he was oddball in Kelly's Heroes, which I don't know if you're a war movie kind of guy. That movie is so good. Like oh, so good. Hold on, hold on. Uh if you have fifteen dollars, uh a Belichick mud baths t shirt could be yours from T Public at this very moment. Fuck yes. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, and then another war movie that he was he was in, and he's very well known for being in. <clears throat> it was the movie version of MASH. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye. yeah. That is a good movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I prefer the show to the movie, but they're very different. Like the... Um, like the comedy to yeah, drama. Yeah, the movie's way more dramatic. Is, is very different. Yeah. It's like the ratio flipped. I saw I saw a meme the other day, and I knew you would not appreciate it. <laughs> and it was, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I just said, uh, when you saw this, you knew uh, cartoons were over. Uh, and it was the, like the beginning shot of the mash, like, opening. 
<laughs> it was so true. That was the show that came on at like five o'clock after like I think like Pink Panther when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, and I would stay on that shit. <laughs> that and Barney Miller. <laughs> oh. Um then he went on to be in National Lampoon's Animal House. Yeah. A lot of people forget he was yeah, in the right, professor. And then we're going to jump forward a whole bunch in his career. He was in Outbreak. Uh, he was in Pride and Prejudice. And most recently, what I think a lot of people would know him for is uh, being in the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, he's the president. As President yeah. Snow. Yep. Um, then Brooke Adams, who played Elizabeth Driscoll. Um, not a whole lot, um, you know, like a bunch of TV and stuff, like one-off episodes of, of a whole bunch of stuff. But she was in The Dead Zone, and she was also in The Stuff, one of our previous huh, movies. I... She, was, she was one of the guest stars in a Stuff commercial. Oh, okay. Yeah, there were... <laughs> I, I think we talked about it at the time. Like, I, I don't know who any of these people are, but I'm sure, like, people at the time knew who they were. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's kind of it for her. And uh, we're just going to move right on to Jeff Goldblum. He started his career, um, as freak number one in Death Wish, which I didn't know that he was in, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but then he moved on to, you know, I guess, cult classic, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. <laughs> I, I retried uh, to watch that not that long ago. That movie's I, so dumb. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't either. <laughs> I really don't. I think people are, like, getting back into it now because of Ready Player One. Yeah. Where they reference it a bunch. But, no. The movie's balls, man. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really just going to kind of do the hits here for Jeff Goldblum because everybody knows Jeff Goldblum. Everybody knows Jeff Goldblum. He was in <laughs> The Fly. Uh, Which is a movie we have to do at some point. We definitely do. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Earth Girls Are Easy, which was so fun. With, uh, Jim, I still have never seen that. With Jim Carrey and... Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans, yeah. They played three mm -hmm. aliens who come to Earth and get the uh, Valley Girl experience, I guess. <laughs> um, do you remember Captain Planet and the Planeteers? Yes. Do you remember the villain Verminous Scum? I cannot say that I do. Oh, he voiced But that, that was Jeff Goldblum. That was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah uh let's see and then he was in jurassic park of course um i think all of them up until the most recent versions uh i don't think he was in the third one are you sure i am pretty sure i don't know i've only seen it once One season the first two um and then doesn't he just show up briefly in the last one so there's two that he's not in, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but then he's in the Marvel Universe as Grandmaster. Mm-hmm. Which is, is kind of kind of where his like major recognition in things would, would kinda of end for right now. I'm sure he's yeah, got that's something probably the, the most I'm, recent. Like, I'm sure he's got one. something coming down the line that everybody's gonna lose their minds over. Oh, actually, you know what? He was just recently in a um a uh, an actual an actual play D and D podcast. Oh, that's right. I wanted to check that out. Yeah, I uh, huh. I forgot to go back and listen to it, but I heard it was <laughs> I heard it was good. He has a, a show on Disney Plus too, where like he just kind of goes and does things while being Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's a very weird dude. Yeah, like he yeah. seems like a very nice man and and awesome to everybody around him. But he's a fucking Looney Tune. <laughs> Very like, yeah, just actory, like, like eccentric type of dude. Yeah. 
Uh, so then we're going to move on to Veronica Cartwright, who played uh, Nancy Belichick, his wife. Um, she was in some really cool stuff. She was in two episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, uh, a show I watched a lot as a kid because it was... Yeah, it used to be in USA a lot. It was all, on all the time. Yeah. Um, she was in an episode of The Twilight Zone. Uh, she was in The Birds. She was in The Witches of Eastwick. Um, bunch of episodes of L.A. Law. She oh she was in uh, Candyman: Farewell to the Flesh, which was the uh, I I haven't seen any of the sequels. Yeah, it was the second one. Duh, don't don't. Yeah, Just that's don't. specifically why. Yeah. Um, uh, and like four episodes of the X Files. So she was in some some heavy hitter shows, but. Not very like extensive. Nothing really, yeah, like memorable that she stood out. Yeah, yeah. And we're just gonna jump right over to Leonard Nimoy, who played uh, Doctor David Kibner. You may have heard of him. You may also. have heard of Leonard Nimoy uh, if you yeah. are into um, Bruno Mars. He was <laughs> <laughs> he was he was the guy in the the video. Yeah, if you're if you're a photography like nut. Yeah. Uh, you may, you know, you might be familiar with some of his work. Uh, or, or if you're into music, uh, he had the that hit song about the Hobbit, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, that <laughs> song was bad. Uh, but no, fucking, he's he's Spock in the original Star Trek. Like, you can't get more iconic than that. Like, that's <laughs> it. But he was also. In a bunch of stuff, I I used to watch um, In Search of a lot as a kid. Yes, yeah, on A and E. Yeah, and uh, he was great in that. Uh, if, if you're not if you're not familiar with it, it was like a uh, kind of like an anthology show where they they investigated like a different like cryptid or like urban legend or whatever. Yeah, it was week. it was kind of like Unsolved Mysteries, like that. It yeah. was that setup, but more based on like yeah cryptids and and things like that yeah and he was the narrator slash host um but he was also he did some voice work in the page master that uh animated movie with uh macaulay culkin. oh yeah macaulay culkin yeah he was dr Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. um and he was on fringe he was uh dr william bell in fringe yes yeah he was like the like the the old partner slash, like, rival scientist Yeah. Uh, to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Noble. John Noble. Uh, Denethor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Tomato Bane. <laughs> Blah. Oh, man. But yeah, that's, uh, that's Leonard Nimoy in a nutshell. Spock and in search of guy. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the last the last actor we're going to cover here is Art Hindle, who played uh, Jeffrey Howell. It was uh, oh Elizabeth's fiance. Ele yeah, right? Elizabeth's fiance. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, I was spacing on Elizabeth. Um, <clears throat> he was in Porky's as Ted. He was also in Por Porky's too as Ted. Um, um, he did 11 episodes of Dallas, which was a, a major event in television. Uh, he played Chuck Daly in Bad As I Want to Be, the Dennis Rodman story. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was, it was actually really good. Like, that was a fun TV movie. <laughs> but in between all that, this man was on two episodes of Murder, She Wrote! <laughs> Excellent. It'll never not be a thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. We can't escape it. And not it. by, like, not by design. Like, we just happened to discover this, and now I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I'm sure everybody's yeah. tired of hearing about it, but I'm not tired of talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a sad day when we do a movie that oh, nobody's she been wrote. in. Murder, She Wrote. 
like I, I I'm resistant to doing another like classic movie just for that reason. <laughs> yeah, if we do something that's like from the from like the sixties and back, our our chances get lower and lower. Or if yeah. we do something from like two thousand forward. Yeah, it gets so iffy. If we stay in the, the late seventies to early nineties, I think we're good. We've got like a 30 year sweet spot, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, like, that was the prime time for horror movies anyway, so. Oh, it'll be alright. But yeah, that's all I have for Better Known As right now. Or not even right now. Like, that's it for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, ha I'm having a stroke. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, I'm not sure there's really much else to say, like, that we haven't uh, covered here. Uh, when we get to the crapshoot. Yeah. No, um, let, let's move right on to the crapshoot, I think. You know, again, we definitely recommend this. You know, it's it's outside of the normal, I, I'd say, stuff that we, you know, we kind of review and discuss here. Yeah, um, that, that makes it fun. Also, yeah, not at the same time. Yeah, um, I don't know. You know, not a Oh, sorry, go ahead. As I was going to say, like, I don't know how to really classify this movie because it like it is a little bit of a horror movie it is a little bit of a thriller it is a little bit of a monster movie like there's a lot to it but watching it like you're not really trying to dissect it so you're just you're just accepting it for what it is yeah it's, it's in the moment yeah it, in the moment it's just a good genre mash uh there's one veronica hold on before we go on veronica cartwright credit i think we missed uh, she is an alien. Oh, that's right. Um, she, I forget her name. Um, but I, I, she's the character that I guess is supposed to be trans. They never, like, it's, they show her, like, medical file at one point, and it states that. And somebody, like, just discovered that. No shit. Yeah. I must have... Must have missed that one because I definitely would have put it in there. Yeah, I, I, because I, 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 she just popped up on screen and her face reminded me, like, oh yeah, wait, I, I did come across that as I was reading. Ah. Um, but uh, I know what I was gonna say the um, there's not a lot of like effects in this movie, um, but I think what we do get are they're they're pretty cool, um, except for that weird dog. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the uh. Like the pod effects are, are really cool looking. Yep, the pod effects, the um, the bodies that are covered in the, you know, like the little root system or whatever it is, that's yeah. all really good. Um, they wind up looking a little plasticky, but that could be intentional because they're yeah. they're like replicating whatever it is. And this is you know late seventies. This is like before you're like Rick Baker's and like those type of guys, and you know. Kind of like the golden age of effect. Um, well, I mean, this is this is right in when Rick Baker was really getting a getting a name for himself. This mm -hmm. was what seventy eight. Yeah. So. It'd be right around that time. I'm yeah. trying to think of what movies like he would have been. To the internet. Internet. <laughs> Rick Baker. Not Backer, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did, uh... Oh, shit. Oh, okay, so there was the thing with two heads in 72, which... No. Uh, he actually helped with uh, special effects on The Exorcist. I didn't know that. In 73. Oh, wow. Yeah. Alright, so he would have been around. Yeah, he did, uh... Oh, for the 76 King Kong, he did some stuff. I'm looking at Stan Winston, too. Like, this is... He started, it looks like, 76. Yeah. Um... Oh, shit. Rick Baker worked on Star Wars. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that. American Werewolf in London was 81, so... Yeah. 
it wouldn't have been too far out. Oh shit! Rick Baker did the uh, the uh, the creature design for the Beast in the Beauty and the Beast TV show with Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, uh, I mean, this is something you know. This is a kind of like a trope in you know in pretty much any genre at this point. Like, you've seen this story, like either in sitcoms or other movies, where like, you know, there's like the the slowly people are being taken over by something. Oh um, yeah, it's been referenced to death. Yeah, but this is uh, I would say one of the better like. One of the better versions of it, one of the better tellings of it. Yeah, well, this is, like, this story is where the, the whole concept of pod people comes from, right? Yeah, yeah, it is from this story. I, just, I didn't know if there was, like, a a movie, like, pod people or whatever. There is a movie, pod people. It's it's oh. terrible. The only reason I know it is, is because it was on uh, Mystery Science Theater. No shit. Yeah, it's a great episode of Mystery Science Theater. I think my favorite episode of Mystery Science Theater was probably uh, the horrors of Spider Island. Only for oh, the yeah, only for the fact that um, anytime they showed the women in this movie, they would just go the horrors of Spider Island. <laughs> oh man, mine is this is probably the one I've seen the most. Uh, but Mitchell uh, is definitely up there for me. Mitchell. Um, that's one of the best episodes of uh, Mystery Science Theater. That and um, uh, Manos, The Hands of Fate. Yeah, I watched that the other night. <laughs> it's fucking great. You're watching Manos, The Hands of Fate. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are geniuses. Yeah. And again, that's Manos, <laughs> Hands of Fate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I've really got nothing else on this. It really is, like, we, we came, we saw, we, we enjoyed about it. it, we enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it, again, it's hard to talk about things you like, because you can't riff on the, on the shit you don't like, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, you can definitely pinpoint things that don't work in this movie, but they're realistically few and far between you know they yeah. definitely could have cut 20 25 minutes out of this movie just to get the pace moving a little faster and the ass end of it but i don't know man like i'm i'm cool with it i don't need it to be shorter but it would have worked better yeah it would have been nice would have been nice um the and the fact that um everybody looks like a porn star is <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> Starting with Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> anybody who's not in the know, John Holmes was a very famous porn star for a very large reason. <laughs> <laughs> and Donald Sutherland looks exactly like him in this movie. <laughs> yeah. From from the perm to the mustache. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like Dead on. It's unbelievable. <laughs> God, I hope it was on purpose too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a reference point on the background of John Holmes, just watch Boogie Nights. Uh, yeah, it's pretty a, much. A very loose adaptation uh, yeah. of what <laughs> of his life. I got good things inside me. <laughs> I'm a bright shining star. <laughs> uh yeah, that's that's gonna do it. I think we're yeah. I think we're all body snatched out. <laughs> but uh yeah, check out the check out the movie. You'll like it if that's your kind of thing. If you don't, well I guess fuck us then. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry for trying to recommend something uh, you might enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, check us out on uh, our website, www.bigdumbmonsterspodcast.com. Uh, if you feel like emailing us, please do. 
uh, bigdumbmonsters at gmail.com. Just send us movie recommendations, uh, critiques of the show, you know, anything. Hey, if you can make us better, we'll do it. Uh, you can tweet at us, uh, dumb underscore monsters, and hit us up on Facebook at Big Dumb Monsters Pod. Um, if you are listening through a podcatcher or anywhere you can rate and review, please do that. Uh, it would help us out a lot. And uh, that's going to do it. Yeah, thanks for listening, folks. Bye-bye.